You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shemesh Israel, 5782-2022. This week's Parsha, if you are in Chutzlaretz, is Parsha's Behar, and inside of Eretz Yisrael, it's Bechu Koisai. And I'd like to share with you a piece in the Medrash from Behar, and a piece in the Medrash from Bechu Koisai. And the first piece that we have, which is in Parsha's Behar, is actually in the context of the Pesukin HaSevich if a person becomes poor, if your brother becomes poor, so there's an obligation to help him, to strengthen him, to help him out, give tzedakah. And interestingly, the Medrash actually quotes in this context a Pasuk in Parshas Bechukaisai. And it's speaking about the concept of Aniyam as well, speaking about poor people. Not directly, but interestingly, as we'll see in the Medrash, it is indeed speaking about poor people. Says the Pasuk. This is talking about the fact that the Jewish people will have been sent out of their land as a result of our sins. And during that time, so because of the fact that we didn't keep Shemitah properly for many, many years, so the, the land will have its rest during our time outside of the land of Israel. And the measure says like this, I'm sorry, the Pesach says, V'aretz, this is in chapter 26, verse 23, Per Mehem. The land will be left of them, Mehem. When they're not, not there, so the, the land will receive its Shabbosos, its Shemitahs, its rest. This will be a Kapara for us. This will atone the fact that the Jewish people did not keep Shemitah in the time that we were inside of the land. Because, because, double language, because the Jewish people, sadly, but it's true, we were we despised this, the, the obligations of the Torah. They were disgusted. The Jewish people were disgusted by the laws of Hashem. The result of that kind of feeling, of that kind of of interaction with the Torah, with, with God's law, is one which results in us being exiled, and the land not, the land not being worked for all those all of that time. But as we said, it also serves as a kapara, as an atonement for the Jewish people. Now the Medrash points out the word ya'an ube ya'an. It's a double language, but the word ya'an, which means because of the fact that we didn't, we didn't have proper respect for the Torah. The word Ya'an, which means because, also is the same letters as the word Ani, which means a poor person. Because when we didn't keep, so the Medjush will see it inside in a moment, but when we didn't keep the midst of Shemitah, who benefits from Shemitah? The rich people? They have enough. The farmer? He got triple blessings. The main person who benefits from Shemitah is the poor people, who have the ability to walk into any field, to any orchard, and take any fruits, during that year. So when a person doesn't keep Shemitah, when the farmer doesn't keep Shemitah, when the when a person, me, I have a grapevine in my backyard, if I wouldn't let people into my house, so then those who are not able to have the wherewithal to provide for themselves, I'm preventing them from being able to provide for themselves with a gift that's a direct gift from Hashem. Amr Ravkayan, Ya'an Ubiyan, Hu Ya'an, Hu Ani. Ravkayan says, maybe it's Ravkahana, that the same word Ya'an is the word Oni. It's the same letters, which means because it's the same letters as the word for a poor person. 
By the way, the word ani doesn't mean a poor person. It means someone who is meuna, someone who has pain, someone who is in pain. Interesting. Rosh Hashiva Rabbi Per talks about the difference between the word in Hebrew and the word in English. In, in English, it's a beggar, someone who's bothering me. But in Hebrew, it's someone who's meuna. He's he's in pain. I'm Rav Shila Denuha. Rav Shila from Nuha said like this, Ha'evya, and the word is Ha'evya. Right? The Evya is another word for a poor person. What does the word Evya mean? Ahan, he says it's a notrikon, which means an abbreviation for the other words. Ahan, miskena, hav, hunach minei. This person, who in a certain sense, in a certain sense is pathetic, that's what miskena means. This person who is worthy of our empathy, let's say it even better. Give up your wealth for him. So, give up your wealth for him means that give him tzedakah, give him charity. If a person doesn't give charity, as we'll soon see, so then he could lose his wealth. He could lose the very wealth that he has. Rav Avin says an amazing thing, such an important thing, such an important way of thinking about tzedakah, a way of thinking about charity. It's hard to give. Hey, I work for this money. Hey, you're not working. Right? It's very hard to give. But he says, listen. The poor person is standing at your door. And God is standing to his right. Meaning, God is right next to him. Pusik says, in Tehillim, in Psalms, and we're darshaning the Pusik, because it's not the Pusik, it's not the simple understanding, but the verse says, that God refers to the fact that God stands to the right side of a poor person. So the simple understanding is that it means that God is with that person as well. Hashem is going to take care of that person as well. But the Medjish is understanding that as the as the Ani knocks on your door and says, please give, Hashem is standing there right next to him. God is there, and it's a language of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is an aspect of God's judgment. Says the Medjish, if you give to him, you should know the one who stands to his right which is God himself he is going to give you your reward you're not going to lose the money if you don't give it, give him the money you should know that the person who's the, the being Hashem who is to his right he's going to collect from you you think you're saving money by not giving it to the to the poor person HaKadosh Baruch Hu is right there with the poor person, right by the side of the poor person, which means that there's an obligation here, there's a spiritual pull. Your money is being pulled. question is, how do you go? How do you let that money go? Do you let it go begrudgingly or willingly? Do you give it to the poor person? Or does a person, heaven forbid, have it taken away from them because they weren't willing to give? So you know, this spiritual paradox. When I give tzedakah, I get it back. Actually, this this actually happened to me recently. There was someone collecting nebach, nebach, sadly for the families of the two people in Elad who were killed by Arab terrorists. And each family had fi- has five Yisayimim, five children. And there was somebody there collecting in my shul, in the, in the shul where I was praying. And, uh, didn't know what to do, if I should give or not, and I decided, I watched somebody else give, this is an important thing, you know, you see someone else give, we can inspire other people, I saw someone pull out his credit card and give, 
give tzedakah to, the, to, the, to these families. And I decide I'm going to give as well. I give 20 shekels. It's about a little uh, six and a half dollars. And later that day, I, uh, I gave a ride to the airport to a particular person. And that person is letting me, whatever, letting me, it's a family member. So they're letting us use the car and um, their car. And they gave me money for for the gas to fill up the to fill up the gas gas tank, and the person said to me, "You can keep the change," and the change was fifty shekels, which was more than I gave to Tzedakah. But I felt like, you see, when you give, it's mamish this medrash. I learned the medrash the next day. This very medrash, you give Tzedakah, you give to somebody. Hashem is right there. Hashem is giving it back. Hashem is going to give it back. And perhaps even more. Okay. The verse tells us it's a, it's a pasuk in Devarim in Deuteronomy. It says, "You shall certainly give." Amr Nachman, What does it mean? You will certainly give. As we, in other words, that's the word that we're saying. We're saying this idea that. Hashem is going to collect it. You don't, we're not going to really have a choice. The only choice that you have is about whether you give it up willingly and you fulfill the mitzvah and you gain eternity through that giving or whether it's going to be taken away. You can't get something that's not yours. You can't keep something that's not yours. So when that poor person comes knocking at your door, it means it's a sign. It's a sad sign. You're not meant to have this money anymore. But it's also a good sign that you have an opportunity to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, connect to God, connect to eternity with that with that money that you're giving. And the measure says that there's there's a muscle to a gagula chayzer, a, a wheel that's turning around. The mali misrekim misrekim mismali. Imagine like a wheel that has inside of it sand, and as the wheel turns, so the this part which is on the bottom had sand in it. And then as the wheel turns, it goes up to the top, the sand falls down to the next part. Right? It's the same thing when it comes to Ashiris and Aeneas, when it comes to wealth, and when it comes to wherewithal. Sometimes one person is rich, the other person is poor. And then the, the wheel turns, the wheels of fortune turn, and, and the, the situations can switch. Tani B'Shem Rabbi Eliezer. The measure says something very interesting. Last point. Rabbi Lezer says that the trouble for the Jewish people, Nikmasim really means the, the revenge, but it's referring to the fact that Klai Yisrael can sometimes have difficulties. And those difficulties, says the Medrash, of course are earned. We've done things wrong. And when we do something wrong, we have to, we have to pay. We have to pay with suffering, with difficulty. But sometimes the difficulty is brought about because of the Ani and because of the poor people we don't give tzedakah. Because the poor person comes to collect and then he's embarrassed, he's disrespected, etc. And as a result of that, he called out to God and he said, God, please help me. God, please save me from these people who are embarrassing me. And then, heaven forbid, there can be a negative result. There can be a punishment that comes upon the Jewish people. Interesting idea, but listen to where the Medrash brings it. Nikmasan shall Adam be Yisrael. 
The nations of the world, here specifically referring to the Western nations, those who are the spiritual heirs of Esav HaRosha. So they also, we the Jewish people, because they don't show any Rachmanus to us, they don't show any kindness to us, they have no compassion, they have no problem to send out UN resolutions and, and condemnations of us for having done something that we didn't do. And etc. 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 trying to control our education, New York State, think about that. The thing that they do that causes us pain. The very same way that if a poor person has caused pain, so he will pray to God and that will cause a certain punishment to come upon those who disrespected the poor person. The same thing is true. The nations of the world, we look at it and we say, why are they why are they doing it to us? Why are they hurting us? Why why are they killing us? Why are they what's going on? But Hashem says to us, it's a puzzle. I will give vengeance to Edom. The the din, the judgment will come upon those nations as a result of the fact that they themselves brought upon the Jewish people embarrassment, death, destruction, UN resolutions, embarrassment, these things. So the result is going to be that they that they are punished. Of course, because of their own sins, of course, because of the things that they've done wrong, but also because of the way that they treated us. So when we see these kinds of things going on in the world, and we see the injustice, it's so important to remember that Hashem is the God of justice, and justice will be served. And we need to know that as well when it comes to Anim, when it comes to poor people. We need to think about it. We need to be willing to open our pockets and give to others. We need to be willing to recognize the Nisayon, the challenge in front of us, which is to give and to, to have Rachmanus on somebody else. And in this way, we arouse Hashem's mercy upon ourselves. Right? If it's saying that if we don't have Rachamim, Hashem's anger is aroused, heaven forbid. So if we do, certainly Hashem's compassion is aroused upon us. So that's the idea from Bahar, and I'd like to connect it to Bechukosai. Beginning of Bechukosai, Medjish says a really cool thing. I was so excited when we read this. I was learning this with my son, Moshe Dov. Medjish says, Bechukosai teilechu, if you shall go in my ways. Right, so we know, there's a famous thing, Rashi says, doesn't just mean to keep the mitzvahs, it already said that you have to keep the mitzvahs. So what's it talking about? It's talking about, Shatiyu Amelam HaToyra, should be involved in Torah. You should be kol kulei Torah. You're thinking about Torah. You're trying to get back to the Torah. You're learning it in the morning. B'shiftacha b'veisach in your house. B'lechlecha b'aderech wherever you go. B'shach b'cha v'kumecha when you get up, when you go to sleep. That's the topic. It's the Torah topic. You're constantly involved in Torah. Says the Medrash, a beautiful, beautiful thing. This is what it means in the verse when it says, I thought about my ways. Let's translate it that way. And I and I sent my feet to your Edois, to your Torah, to your testimonies. David Amel, King David is saying, I can't, all I care about is Torah. This is in chapter Kufi, Test 119, which is all about the awesomeness, the greatness of Torah. Eight verses for each letter of the of the alphabet, of the Hebrew alphabet. 
all talking about the greatness of Torah, how beautiful the Torah is, how awesome it is to study the Holy Word of God. Amar David Rebbein Shalom. King David said like this, Master of the world, we were darshaning the Pasuk. It says, I thought about my past. But what happens in the end? His feet end up, his feet end up by the Torah. He says, Medrash, I'm thinking to go to a certain place. I'm going to a certain location, a certain place where I'm going to, I'm going to stay the night. I was so murgul, I was so accustomed to going to the base medrash. You know, you get in your car, you start driving, you have to go somewhere, but you find yourself turning in the way that you usually turn, even though you needed to turn the other way. So King David, Davin Amalek, he was so used to being in the base medrash in the place of Torah, of learning, that wherever he would go, he thought, I'm going there, he would end up there, he would end up in the base medrash. Just beautiful. Think about it. The habit that we need to establish for ourselves of Torah, of learning Torah, of doing mitzvahs. Well, connect it back to giving tzedakah. It's a habit. It's a good habit I need to develop. So that I don't even think about it anymore. I still get schar, of course. I still get reward because I'm doing the mitzvah. But it's got to be something that's in me. It's so in me. It's so in my guts that... I didn't even think about it. I meant to do something else, but I ended up giving tzedakah. I didn't even think about it. I meant to be somewhere else, but I ended up in the base medrash. Unbelievable. David HaMelech, King David. Another pshat. Another understanding of this verse. The greatness of Torah, the specialness of Torah. How do I get myself to keep the, the Torah? It's hard. It's hard. It's a challenge. How do I get myself to do what's right? Says The Pasuk is telling us a hint. King David is telling us, I thought about my ways. I made a cheshman. I made a calculation. What's the, what do, what's the reward of living a good life? What is the reward in the next world? But even in the Pashup Shah, in this world, what's the reward of being a good person? And what do I lose? This is the calculation we got to make. What do I lose when I do an Avera? It's not worth it. I made that cheshman, I made that calculation, and I said, i got to keep going in the path of the Torah. Because even though it might be hard, but it's good. And in the end, I feel satisfied, I feel happy. I did what's right. I gave that tzedakah, I feel good. I feel good, I pulled that two shekels out of my pocket this morning. And I gave the guy tzedakah. And I did it again. I got to get in that habit. I got to remember, hey, if I don't do that, what happens? Right? Like we saw in the other measures. What happens if I don't do it? Hashem is there to His right. I could lose that money in a second. Hashem has lots of ways of giving money, of taking money. I got to think about it. Get myself on the path. So we have getting into the habit. And we have, how do we get into the habit? It's by thinking about it. By making it important to ourselves, by being committed to it, recognizing the truth of goodness. Another pshat. He says, "I thought about." King David is saying, "I thought about what it says in the Torah." What does it say in the Torah? If you shall go in the way of the Torah, what's the result? You want to know what protects the Jewish people? What is it that protects us wherever we are when we keep the Torah? 
Torah magnu matzlo. The Torah protects and saves. Says the pasuk, if I keep the Torah, if I go in the way of the Torah, if I'm a omel with Torah, I make the Torah important. I'm habituated to using the Torah, to 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 learning the Torah and fulfilling its laws. It's going to be great. There's going to be peace. Not going to be any war. But if you're not listening to me, what does it say? Heaven forbid, there's going to be a continuous difficulty. A continuous pain. Alright? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a father. He loves us. He wants us to do what's right. He wants us to wake up. Another reason to keep the Torah. To keep the Torah. Why? To follow the Torah. Of course, because it's good. Of course, because it's true. But also, on a simple level. So that we can have it good in this world. He says, I looked... This is another thing that King David is saying. I looked at the blessings that come if I keep the Torah. I looked at the curses that come if I don't keep the Torah. Very interesting thing, right? You read the Parsha. Parsha is Kosai. For you in America, it's going to be next week. For us in Israel, it's going to be this week. But if you read, the, the brachas are very small. There's only a few brachas. The, the klalis, there's a lot of klalis, there's a lot of curses. But the Medjish points out something really awesome, really important. If you look at the first letter of the brachas, of the blessings, it's im mechukosai, it's with an aleph. If you look at the last letter of the blessings, it ends with the letter tough. Aleph is the first letter in the alphabet. Tough is the last letter in the alphabet. So the blessings are from aleph ad tough. Even though those two letters are very far apart, they include, between them is all of the entire alphabet, and it includes the blessings. They might seem small, but they include everything, all the good that could possibly be in the world, beyond description. You don't have to go on and on about the brachas. All you have to do is say, Aleph Atav. Hashem says, I promise you, I'm going to give you everything. Aleph Atav. From A to Z. Klalois min vav The klalois, the curses, so the two letters that are used, the first letter is a vav, the last letter of the klalois, of the curses, is the letter hey which are two letters that are right next to each other. And of course, there's a deeper reason why it was specifically those letters which were chosen. Can't get into it. It's not even talked about so much in the Mephoshim here, but what's the letter Vav? What's the letter He? What's the concept? But it's from Vav to He. It's from Vav to He. These two letters that are close to each other, that means they're out of order. The Vav and the He. Vav is later in the alphabet. It comes first. And the hey, it's begrudging. Hashem doesn't want to give us the clause. Hashem doesn't... It's, it's just, it's, it looks like a lot, but it's really... It's like not so... It's not the focus. It's like a person, a, par- a parent gives a punishment to the child. Is he always giving... Am I always giving punishments to my kid? No, I don't want to ever give a punishment to my child. But it has to be... You got you to gotta know. They got to know that such a thing is possible. If they don't listen... They're not going to have their Shabbos treat. All the other children are going to have the Shabbos treat. Watch out, right? It's got to be very clear. It's a serious, it's a serious thing. It's a big onesh. It's a big punishment. But it's not so big. And we're not so interested in that at all. But the brachas, that's what I want to give. Blessings, I want to give you tons of Shabbos treats. I want to give you everything you want. I want to give you everything you want, Akadosh Baruch Hu is saying. Me'alafad tough. 
if you merit, I'm going to turn around. Why is there a vav first and a hey when it comes to the klalis? If you did shuva, even if you deserve the klalis, heaven forbid, you, if the klalis deserves the curses, you can turn it around. We're going to change all the curses to blessings. It's when you keep the Torah. You got to get back to the Torah. You got to get back to the commitment. You got to get back to that habit. You got to get back to giving to the to the aniim. You got to get back to what's really right. That's what it means in the verse when it says, "If you shall go in my paths, we need to have that habit." Like King David, we have to be like without even thinking, we end up in the shul, without even thinking. We're in the synagogue. We're studying the Torah. We didn't even think about it. And we, we turn on the Torah anytime app. We didn't even think about it, and we ended up uh, learning something special, hearing a shir on you, on you know wherever it is. It just happens. Why? Because we thought about it. And we thought about how important it is, and we erased the other apps from our phones, and we left only Torah anytime app, and we got rid of all the things that were the distractions and we focused only on the Torah and we made sure to learn immediately after davening so that we would go straight from davening into learning there's nothing to separate us and we didn't bring our phone to the shul we got into the habit of leaving it at home why? because we realize how destructive it is for us it doesn't help us to pray better if we have a phone ringing next to us or a, a phone that we could pick up and look at our whatsapp again 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 So, that's the idea here. It's very important. It's very powerful. The Ani presents himself. The poor person presents himself. And it's standing in front of us. Yan ubiyan. Because, because. This is, you know, what can happen if we don't take care of the poor person? If we don't keep the Shemitah? If we don't keep the Torah? What will happen? It's right there in front of us. It's clear. We see what happens when people get sucked into their mishigas, their crazy ideas, their crazy things. We can see and we got to step back and think, as we saw. And we need to recognize that this is true. If we recognize it and we habituate ourselves to making sure, getting used to keeping the Torah, to walking to the place of Torah, to listening to Torah, to studying the Torah, to imbibing, to, for it to become part of our guts. To the extent that we do that, indeed, we will be in We'll have the Amelim Batayra. We'll be the ones who answer the call of the people who are there, they're poor. We'll be able to go to sleep at night feeling like, hey, I'm okay. I did good today. I did well. I did what's right. I walked in Hashem's path. I followed the path of King David. I followed the path of God's laws and statutes. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able indeed to keep the Torah, to go in its ways, to get ourselves used to it, to get ourselves so used to it that we wouldn't even think of doing anything else. Hashem should help us to be able to make the calculations. Hashem should help us to see the opportunity that stands in front of us. The danger if we don't take that opportunity. And the fortitude to indeed take the opportunity and to become so close to Hashem. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.